This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Wow, I feel that. I feel that heaven really is real. You know, like we do so many things that, matter of fact, let me say what you're listening to before we go any further. This is called Escape. Escape to Heaven. I would say escape while you can. (laughs) You're listening to Servant Marcia Cardi from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. And, you know, we're here with the word. And the word is you can escape from all the craziness. I, I just came in this morning and, oh, my God, a condo collapsed. A condo, that's your home where you think you're safe and yet you are not. So I think it's time that we escape to a place that we know it's real. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about heaven. Since we're going to escape there, we might as well know more about heaven. I think the best place to start, for me anyway, would be in the Bible. Starting with Genesis Chapter one, verse one, and we, we see that there is this, this, there's God, the supreme being, the ultimate, the almighty, the Lord of Lord, the King of Kings, the almighty God. And the Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Uh, And then God saw the light, that it was good, and divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And then God said, let there be a firmament, You know, just that word right there means a firm foundation, something immovable in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. That's what we're going to talk about for this little journey that we're on today. Heaven. Now we know something about it. We know per the word of God that heaven was made by God. And that uh, it's, 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 it's considered immovable in a sense. And... Um, 
we believe that that is where God dwells based upon the word of God. I mean, even uh, there was this moment where Jesus was asking, I'm going to flow. I mean, I got a, a lot to talk to you about, but I, I want to chill out as well. And um, Jesus was talking to his disciples and he was just kind of asking them, who do you think I am and who do people say I am? And they came up with all these different answers. And then finally he looked up at Peter and Peter said, you know, you're the anointed one, the Messiah. And then Jesus, I imagine he whirled around and looked at him and said, Peter, my goodness, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. Only my father, which art in heaven. So that right there lets you know that our father, the creator of heaven and earth, lives in heaven. If we are considering escaping from the uncertainty of today's world, one minute we have, the next minute we don't. One minute we understand, the next minute we don't. One minute the weather is fine, the next minute it's not. The violence, the crime, the division, just the insanity of it all. I, I think it's time to escape to a place that there's stability. And heaven is such a place. When I went into the Word of God and thinking about how to let you understand that heaven is the place that you want to go to or be a part of, I started thinking about, well, how was it made? Who designed it? In the Bible, there are scriptures that lets us know about the design of heaven. For instance, we just read that God created the heaven and the earth. And we know now that he created it from a firmament and divided the waters. And um, over in Psalms 124, it says how God himself is the maker of heaven and earth. And um, we know that no eye has heard, has seen actually, no ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. That's why we're thinking about escaping to heaven. Over in Revelation 22nd chapter, it gives us a description even of heaven. It says that uh, the angel showed John, who was having this revelation that was revealed to him by Jesus. And it says how he was showed the river of the water of life, bright as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. And then on either side of the river, the tree of life has 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each year, each month, actually. So that's 12 months, you have 12 different fruits. The leaves of the tree, now we're describing heaven, were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything Accursed. So, whatever generational curses you're experiencing here on earth, you will not have that in heaven. But the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. We will actually see the face of the Creator. His name will be on the foreheads of his servants, and there will be no more night, no need for the lamp or the sun. Because the Lord God will be 
our light and we will reign forever and ever. That's a description of heaven. In Hebrews, it talks about heaven being a country, a better country, a heavenly one, uh, because God himself, who is our God, has prepared for his sons and daughters a city. Again, over in Revelation, and I like to give you where am I getting this from? And I hope that you know to have your pencil and paper, because don't believe me, go look in that Bible yourself. This is a journey. It's almost like self-actualization. You know, you have to come to a point in your life when you realize that the things that we have been indoctrinated with or taught will bring us joy, pleasure, safety, security, are really not as real as they appear to be. Why? Because we're in this earth. We're living in the physical realm at this moment, and the eternal realm the spiritual, the unseen is the one that has created what we are living through. So that's another story. But we're going to go back to why you need to write down whatever uh, verse I give you. So we're at Revelation 21, verses 21 to 25. And we're going to look at heaven again. There are 12 gates and then there are 12 pearls. And each of the gate is made of a single pearl. The street of the city, pure gold. You hear all these songs about, I'm going to walk down the street of gold. But the gold in heaven is different than the gold that we see here on earth. My understanding that is it's transparent. It says it in the word of God. Transparent as glass. It's gold that you can see through. I've never seen through the gold that we have here on earth. And there's no temple. You know, like we, we like to run to the charge. Well, thank God for the church. But guess what? There's not a church in heaven. It just said it. It says there's no temple in the city because the temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. I almost want to stop right there and do a preach because maybe we don't understand that we are, in fact, the church. And I say, why am I saying that? Well, because your body is the temple. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've been converted or in the midst of conversion, transformation, then your body is the temple of the living God. So as much as I love church, guess what? I won't find one in heaven. Oh my, <laughs> that's interesting. And the city has no need for sun or moon, for the glory of God gives it's light, and the Lamb is the Lamb of God. By its light will the nations walk. So that means in heaven, there are nations there. And the kings of the earth will bring their glory into heaven. And the gates will never be shut by day. And of course, in heaven, there is no night. And so let's stop again. Why? Somewhere in the Bible, it talks about that God is light. There's no variableness of darkness in him. So it, so it makes sense that in heaven, there's also no darkness. Okay. And then Jesus, when he spoke uh, to his disciples and he was telling them about his father's house, he was saying how there are many rooms, 
many mansions. If it was not so, I would not have told you so. So I go to prepare a place for you. What I'm doing is taking my time to describe to you the actual design of heaven, letting you understand that this is not uh, something that's thrown together or an afterthought. This is something that God knew and designed before even foundations, especially with you and I. We know that this body that we have, it's an earthen vessel, okay? But we have a building from God. That's what Second Corinthians 5th chapter says. Verse number one, it says, We have a building from God, a house not made with hands that is eternal in the heavens. And um, over in Revelations, back to the design, 21, verse number 18, it says how the wall is built of jasper, while the city is pure gold, clear as glass. The foundations of the wall of the city is adorned. Heaven is absolutely, insanely gorgeous, drop crazy, beautiful. I, I don't know how else to explain it. It's like, can our eyes even comprehend what we're looking at? I'm reading the words and I'm getting excited. Imagine if I actually saw it. If you actually saw it, if I must escape or if I'm considering escape, I think this is the place for me. And the, the jewels, and let's, let's talk about that. So a lot of us, we, we're on earth and we're like, some, some of us saints of God think that we're supposed to be poor, but why would you think that when your father, the creator of heaven and earth, is just immensely <laughs> without limit, Wealthy, uh, I don't know, rich. There got to be some other word. Anyway, let's talk about the walls and the jewels, okay? The jewels, jasper, sapphire, a gate, emerald, and there's 12 walls, so I'm giving you the walls. Um, I, I should give you more, but at least that's some of them, okay? So... We now know that heaven is a place that have a whole lot of jewels all over the place, has gold for the the street <laughs> that you walk on, <laughs> and uh, and each wall is made of a pearl. So the designer and the builder of heaven is God, okay? In Jeremiah 10 chapter, it says, God is the one who made the earth by his power, established the world by his wisdom and by his understanding stretched out the heaven. I believe I'm going to stop there uh, talking about the design and go to something else about heaven. You are listening to Escape to Heaven. You're listening to Servant Marcia and um we're just having a good time today trying to understand why would we want to figure out how when our season upon the earth is ended, when our time of living on earth is over, where are we going? And even now as we are living day to day, 
What is your hope? Do you have hope? Or do you believe that all is lost? If you do not know that the Lord is real, that God is real, that heaven is real, that even hell is real, then how can you hope? So who gets an opportunity to actually enter? How do you get inside of heaven? I mean, it sounds so beautiful. It sounds like it can't even be real. It almost sounds like a fairy tale. I mean, when I think about the Garden of Eden, and some people believe that Eden was a replica of portions of heaven. I mean, that's a thought. But what we do know, it was extraordinarily beautiful, fruitful, abounding with animals. And, you know, um, Adam was given the assignment to caretake that Garden of Eden. So we know that our God is a God of beauty, uh, design, and perfection. How do you enter into such beauty? How do you enter into such peace? And so let's talk about entering into heaven. John three sixteen. it says, For God so loved the world. That's, that's like first step right there. So now I'm learning something. Love is how I enter in. So let's keep that in our mind. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, I said the way I remember it, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So that's that's step one. Step one is realization that heaven even exists. Now, I'm taken to mind when I said that when Nicodemus came. Nicodemus was this big guy, you know, big priest, came to Jesus at night. And he said, we know that you're sent of God. I mean, look at what you do. And they started speaking, Jesus. And um, matter of fact, I ought to go to the Bible and read it over there in John. But even if I don't get to read it today, I'll talk about it. Because at the end of it all, what Jesus told him, he said, uh, Nicodemus, wait a minute. You know, like, verily, verily, I say unto thee. Yeah, I turned right to it. Turned right to it. So here it is. John, third chapter. I'll read it because it's too important. And uh, he said, Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. So when he said that, you know, Jesus does speak in parables. He did not just mean limited to your eyesight. He meant your spirit, your spiritual sight, you know, the awareness. You cannot even know, be alert or understand that such a kingdom exists. You would have to be born again. Well, that sounds crazy. And so Nicodemus said what any of us would say, well, wait a minute, how can a man be born when he is old? You know, Nicodemus was obviously an elder in the Jewish faith. I mean, can he enter the second time and his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, and for those who want Bible, John third chapter, that's where I'm at, fifth verse. 
And Jesus answered, said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot even enter into the kingdom of God, that which is born of the flesh. So now we're learning something. I think we're going to learn here that there are two births. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. All right. That really, that right there, answered in a nutshell. How could we ever actually imagine that we could enter into heaven? First, we must know that it exists. We must have an awareness that it's real that it, it is there for you to enter. And then now we know there's a step that we have to take. We literally have to be born again. And, you know, I mean, how do you get born again? Well, he just said that born of the flesh is born of the flesh. That means when you came through your mom and dad, that was the flesh birth. That was the natural birth. But in order for you to have this awareness that heaven even exists and could be, could be because you have a lot to do with where you escape to, because you may want to escape to the temporary release of drugs, alcohol, sex, I mean, you know, addiction, uh, gaming, uh, partying, I've done it all. But at some point, the grace of the Almighty God came into my life. And guess what? He showed me there's another way to escape. I didn't know any better, so I did what I knew. But then God came along and and just sent people to me and woke me up like from a deadly sleep of death and said, hey, there is in fact another way to escape. I couldn't believe it. And he literally came into my bathroom. Can you believe that? I was drinking wine. And he came right on in and showed me the Bible. And as I'm sipping the wine, I'm reading the Bible. And I'm escaping. I'm seeing David. And I'm seeing Joshua and Gideon and Mary. And oh my God, I had actually escaped. But I could not do it until I became aware that this place existed. And how did I get there? I had to be born again. So the question now becomes, how do I be born again? Over in Romans, the 10th chapter, verse 9, it says, If you would just confess with your mouth, and believe, you know, I like the Bible. Let me, if I may, I'm going to go right to Romans, the 10th chapter in the Bible, because I like to read the King James Version, and I like to say it in the way that I understand it, and hopefully that'll help you believe it as well. <laughs> so Romans, the 10th chapter, I like to start with verse 8, because it says, well, what say? What, what are you saying to me? And here's what it's saying. It said, look, the word is near you. 
well, I don't see the word. I'm, I'm right here. I don't see no word right here near me. Well, it is. The word is spiritual. So it is near you. It's even in your mouth and it's in your heart. And that is what? The word of faith. So now I just learned something else. In order for me to be born again, I must have faith. Someone has to preach so that my faith can come into existence that God is real. Jesus is real. Heaven is real. Salvation is real. I can escape. Whoa, deep. (laughs) I'm having fun. (laughs) And then Romans, the 10th chapter, verse number nine says that if thou shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God, the creator of heaven and earth, the almighty God, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the ancient of days, has raised him from the dead. Thou shall be saved. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And there's no difference, guys, between any of us. Jew, Greek, small, big, rich, poor, the same God. He's rich over all of us that call upon his name. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What is the name of the Lord? Some people say Yeshua. Some say Emmanuel. Some say Jesus. Some say Jesus. The Lord himself will reveal the name that's real for you in your setting, in your conditions, in your environment, in your language. But I'm, I speak English and Spanish. So for me, it's Jesus or Jesus and el nombre de Jesus. So whatever is real for you, the name that God reveals, that's the name you have to call upon. And when you call upon that name, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, Jesus himself, runs to you, and he begins filling you. And that is the beginning of your new birth. Amen? Oh, Lord. And then the question becomes, well, how can you call on him if you don't believe? And how can you believe in him if you never heard? And how can you hear without a preacher? Amen. And so that's why today I've invaded your territory. I've invaded your ears and, and, and I've brought to you a concept called escape to heaven. I'm a preacher and I've come to let you know that there is hope. There is light. There, there's a tunnel, but guess what? There's an invasion of light. <laughs> There's good all around us, and there can be good even actually inside of us. All you have to do today is accept that Jesus Christ is your Lord and your Savior. And then the possibility of escaping to heaven becomes a probability, which then might actually become a possibility or a reality based upon your actions. As Jesus said to Nicodemus, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God, except a man be born of the water 
and the Spirit, the baptism and the fire of the Holy Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Heaven is a physical location. It might not be physical in the sense of the way how we understand it, but it is still a location. And your passport to get there is the faith, the new birth, the salvation. That's your passport. How do we get inside of this beautiful place called heaven? I have to be born again. I I almost think I should take a moment there and I think I want to pray. <laughs> I think we should pray because, you know, it's hard. It's really hard. You know, we go through so much, so much disappointment, you know, limitations placed on us. Some of us are sick, lonely, filled with despair. Can't believe that after all this, all of the education and sacrifices and giving and giving and people taking and taking. And then the the lies that I will be okay if I have this, if I have this car, this house, this wife, this husband, this, this, this. And then to have it crash down on you that it's just not real. Father God in heaven above, Lord, I ask you, you know, look down upon us, God. <laughs> oh, God, you're the same God that created heaven and earth. And you are the God that can save us, Lord. Strengthen us. Give us hope. Let us believe your word, God. You said that. There's nothing too hard for you. Nothing impossible for you. And that we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. And so, Lord God, I ask you today to increase our faith that you will deliver us and you have a plan. You have a destiny for us that's greater than the circumstances that we have gone through. I ask you, Lord, to bless those that have heard this message today, Lord. Wake them up, Lord God, and let them know that heaven is the reality that you personally created for us. I give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I I, I don't know about you, but I think I needed that prayer. <laughs> I just had to keep believing for a moment. And um, I think our time is getting closer to ending, but we... Maybe got like three or four more minutes. And what I'd like to do is kind of reiterate the ones that can't get in heaven. What about that? <laughs> we talked, we talked about, you know, and I'm going to come back next week and Lord's will will talk some more. So I'll just give you two verses on those who will not enter into heaven. I'm going to start out with the big boy. Or a little boy, whatever you want to call him. Revelations 12 chapter. I love Revelations. Verse 7 to 9, it says how war arose in heaven and Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. So who's the dragon? Well, 
I think I'm pretty sure he's, if not the same serpent or related to the serpent that came to Eve and convinced her to convince her husband for them to go and take a bite of that fruit. Well, I guess they're all related. The serpent, Satan, the fallen one used to be the anointed cherub, now the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but the dragon was defeated. And there was no longer any place for the dragon and his angels in heaven. And when we're saying heaven now, we're saying heaven where God himself resides. And the great dragon was thrown down. That ancient, see there's serpent, who was called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He no longer has a place in the physical. He knows, he knows that physical place called heaven where he once resided for eons of period of time. He was thrown down to earth and his angels were thrown down with him. So they cannot enter into heaven where our father is. Revelations 22 says that dogs, sorcerers, I want to talk about that word sorcerer, people that will witchcraft, magic, and I know I'm going to tell you something that you may not know. You know, if you get high and you're smoking weed and hitting the pipe or whatever it is you're doing that alters you, uh, all of that is under the spirit of pharmacia. And um, so there was a preacher that said to me, hey, if you're getting high, you're practicing witchcraft. I just refuse to believe it. But guess what? He was right. And now here I go telling you that if you're doing any of that, you're a sorcerer. So you cannot go in the back room and get high and say, it's just me and Jesus back here. Because guess what? Jesus is not there. You're there and the devil's there, but not Jesus. Because it just said that you, sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters, and I want to talk about that word, idolaters, you know, we're modern, so we think idolaters are the people that bow down. Oh, oh, that's what we think. Mm-mm. Let me tell you how broad that word is. Idolaters is anyone that worship anything more than you worship or above the creator of heaven and earth. You can, you can idolize your children. You could put them above God, your husband your job, your career, your education. So we can all actually be idolaters and not understand that we are. And for that reason, it is so important, as Jesus said, to be born again of the Spirit because Holy Spirit will nudge us into the right direction when we don't know any better. He'll say, no, 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 you can't do that. You'll say, why not? And He'll begin to make you understand the other people that will not go into heaven is anyone that lies, love lying and practice lying or creating falsehoods. The wrath of God, Romans 1 says, 
is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Because why? They suppress the truth. Well, you have been listening to Servant Marcia, and uh, I just came with a word today. This is Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, located in now Midway, Tallahassee, Florida. And um, our word is real simple. You can escape all of this horror. And I'm not saying, you know, go into like a weird world. I'm just saying, understand that God has already designed a wonderful place for us when we are no longer physical beings and we have now become spiritual beings. And also, you can practice the ways of heaven by allowing the kingdom of God to exist within you every day. So literally, while you're on earth, you can start living as if you're in heaven. I always wondered why when Jesus, after he was baptized and he went in the wilderness and, you know, he was tempted and he overcame those 40 days and the angels came and nurtured him. And the word of God says that as he left the wilderness, he began to preach the kingdom of God is at hand. And I noted that as he moved forward, wherever he went, and he'd say the kingdom of God is at hand, then sickness would be banished. Diseases would be banished. Insanity would be banished. Because in the kingdom, there is no darkness. Saints of God, all the listeners, it is time to make a decision that we will live heaven while we're on this earth. And we will escape to heaven when we leave this earth. May the Lord be with you. I can't wait to come back next week and get right in your ear about heaven. God bless you. See you next week. Bye. Signing off. Anybody wanna see you love?